All right, so we're in the spare room up at Wellspring, uh, leaning into our series in ABLE, mm -hmm. kind of looking into our discipleship acronym, uh, ABLE Project. And we're looking at this idea of story. Yeah. Or your story. Yeah, our story in particular. Yeah, and yeah. How, does that, how does that sort of relate to discipleship, practicing the way of mm -hmm. Jesus? And maybe we can just start with the story of the scriptures. For sure, yeah. And I think this is important because we've talked a lot of times about the scripture being a story. I think that's really important. Yeah. It's really key. Which is different than sort of a, a manual where you can just like pop in, get a truth for life, and pop for out. For sure, exactly, right? So the Bible starts with in the beginning. Like any good story has a beginning <laughs> and an end. But in this beginning of the story, Genesis 1 and 2, God creates humans to yeah. image image him yeah. and to represent and reflect his goodness and character. Okay. So it's like a partnership. World. Partnership, exactly. And I think key to, I mean, there's a lot of things you can talk about Genesis 1 and 2, but one of the key things to draw from, especially with the image of God stuff, is that humans are partners with God in God's story. Yeah, that's right? good. This is really important to understand that this is, we are taking part in God's story, yet at the same time, human beings themselves also have their own story that yeah. God is working through and yeah. working in. And we see this even in Genesis 2 and 3. For sure. Right? right? It's a story. He didn't give us proverbs about the exactly, fall. Exactly, yeah. It's a story of Adam and Eve relating to God, yes. making choices. For sure. And it's those choices in their story that have profound effect as the story continues. Yeah. And not just on them. Yeah, on their descendants. On their kids, you know, their kids. On their, yeah. For sure. To the point where Paul would even say in Romans 5 that we are affected by the beginning of that story, the yeah. fall in Genesis chapter 3. He says yeah. that in Romans 5. So the personal story interconnects with the broader world and exactly. community and for sure and this is really important because as the story continues in genesis and the rest yeah. of the old testament we meet all these famous characters abraham moses yeah. you know joseph david and when you begin to really understand these characters there the the scriptures give a lot of airspace a lot of airtime totally. if you will to these characters to develop their story yeah and one thing to really pay attention to in these sort of narrative chunks is how events and things that happen to yeah. them in the beginning of their story tend to have a trickle-down effect yeah. as to how they act and behave and change or not change later yeah. on in their Which story. Which is important because sometimes we look at, let's say, I don't know, any of those characters, uh, Abraham, Abraham yeah. David, uh, Moses, and we think of them as like sort of this icon yeah. about one moment. Exactly, yeah. That is disconnected from their whole trajectory. For sure, right? And I think a great example of this, I mean, we can talk about Joseph, for sure. instance, and how Joseph in his early years portrayed in the early chapters of like Genesis 39 and yeah. 40 and 41, of how Joseph, he seems to be young, he's maybe a tad bit prideful yeah. and arrogant. Yeah. Just yet, a tad. Just a tad, right? <laughs> but his brothers come to him and they have their own issues yeah. of jealousy and abuse. Sure. And how all of those, those early stories yeah. in that Joseph narrative get kind of played out and yeah. fleshed out later on in totally. the Joseph story. By the time you get to the end of Genesis, there is this beautiful moment of reconciliation, yeah. but it goes through kind of ups and downs yeah. and bumps and bruises as Joseph really has to wrestle with, yeah. can I really trust my brothers after yeah. what they've done to me? And even the way that pain plays a role exactly. in Joseph's story and his brothers, For sure. like their jealousy, their difficulty, mm -hmm. their struggle of feeling like, I think my dad likes my brother better than me. Exactly. Uh, and then also how that pain is redeemed over time. For sure. Uh, and Joseph now suffers, but because of what he went through, it actually is able to help not only his family, mm -hmm. but also a national struggle, disaster, For sure. place of pain. Yeah, 100%. And even thinking about Joseph and his brothers, how especially the jealousy of the brothers really is kind of a, a 
passed down trait, if you will, huh. from their own father, who suffered point. jealousy from his father, Isaac, yeah. or su suffered favoritism yeah. from, or lack of favoritism from his father, Isaac. Yeah. So there's even a generational story. Exactly, totally. Yeah. And you see this in Moses' life, For sure. too, right? So often we think of Moses as, you know, the guy who led the led Exodus, people, yeah, through but it. he's also a kid born under, in a state of national trauma For where sure. boys his age are being basically drowned, drowned in the murdered. Nile. Yeah. His mom has to abandon him. And he ends up in Pharaoh's house so that, and well, and he kills someone. Kills right? some, there's, a oh, yeah, there's a lot of points here. There's a lot that goes here. into it. Yeah, but yeah. He, you know, it's because of that story that he can kind of come back to Pharaoh mm -hmm. and be known. Be known, exactly. And a lot of what happened in Moses' early days as far as like maybe his struggle with anger and yeah. kind of figuring out who he is and his identity, identity, questions, identity yeah. questions really plays into later on when we meet Moses at the burning bush. He's still struggling a little bit yeah, with that. Totally. Who am I? Who am I to be yeah. sent to Pharaoh yeah. and to lead the Send people? Send my brother. Exactly. No one's going to listen to me. And so you see the progression in yeah, Moses. And good. there's an unfortunate aspect to that where it is Numbers 20 comes down to Moses' anger. Mm. That mainly is the reason why he doesn't get to go into yeah. the promised land. So it, it follows him. It follows him. Exactly. What are sort of other points, maybe in the Psalms or other places where you sort of see this idea of story? For sure. I think really in particular, I think of some of the prophets, and you mentioned the okay. Psalms, where there is intentionality on the part of God with mm. our story and with who we are as human beings. Yeah. I think this is key. So like Jeremiah, speaking of Jeremiah himself, God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Wow. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. So he not only forms him biologically, yes. but he actually has a purpose for a him. A purpose for him to play a central and crucial role wow. in God's story. This yeah. is Jeremiah again we're speaking of. Yeah. Psalm 139 kind of speaks to this a little more generally, same idea. The psalmist says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together hmm. in my mother's womb. And again, That's speaking good. of God's intentionality, God's purpose yeah. for each of us yeah. as his image bearers. None to play of us are accidental. Exactly. I think this is super key and really crucial to get as we're talking about how we, as yeah. God's image bearers, have our own story that God is intentionally a yeah. part of. And, and, and then how does that translate into the New Testament? Yeah, well, I think about like the person of Jesus in particular, okay. right? And so Jesus, he really is taking up his family story, yeah. Israel's story, hmm. and he is claiming that he is the fulfillment of that story. Yeah. And so he is soaked in the Hebrew scriptures, he's soaked in the Old Testament, hmm. and he comes onto the scene proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that as he grows and he matures yeah. and he b continues to lead and to teach and to heal and all these different yeah. things that we see, it really comes down to understanding that Jesus is one who is taking Israel's story to its intended purpose. Mm. And it's through his own life yeah. that this is happening. Interesting. And this is really important. I think also, we've talked about this as well with Paul in particular. Yeah. And I think looking at Paul, his really transformation. Yeah, it's and pretty his, significant. It's significant. It's yeah. startling to a certain yeah. degree. Where you have in the beginning chapters of the book of Acts, Saul, as he's referred to, is yeah. this persecutor. He's yeah. violent. But even before that, before right? That. He's like discipled oh, as yes. a rabbi. Yes, yes, who's yes. his? Who's uh, the? Uh, Gamaliel. Gamaliel. Yeah, Gamaliel. we're going to pronounce Gamaliel. it. Yeah, Gamaliel, we're pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Gamaliel. So he's discipled by this guy who's like this famous rabbi. Yes. He's educated Very in Tarsus. Very educated. Right? So he's probably at least bilingual for sure so he has this these skills yes that were given to him he knows the hebrew scriptures yeah, yeah he, he knows tons. the culture of the, the greco-roman world yeah. he understands philosophy and yep. other cultures you see that in act 17 so god is using his past even yeah. though he was a persecutor of the church to yeah. use his own language yeah 
he uses that that zeal in, yeah. that Paul even described himself with zeal to yeah. not be a persecutor of yeah. the church, but to be a proclaimer of the gospel. Which is profound. For sure. You see in his story how central that is to then the mission God gives him to proclaim this. And often he goes into Jewish synagogues yes. in the Greco-Roman ro- sure. world to start his ministry. And I think this is really important thinking about like even a little bit for our own lives yeah. of how God takes even some of the actions that perhaps we've done that are sinful mm. or dishonoring to God. And or some non-spiritual. Non-spiritual or those traits that, yeah. you know, we're using them in ungodly ways. So mm. like Paul's zealous, zealousness. Yeah. But Paul, or God uses that in Paul to then be this hmm. really radical proclaimer yeah, of the gospel throughout the known world at the time. When I was even thinking about just his skill set, right? Oh, Sometimes yeah. we disconnect our personal skill sets, mm-hmm. right? Like the fact that he was bilingual, yes. the fact that he was trained in philosophy, the fact that he had this rabbinic skill, God then uses that. For sure. Um, so I think it's both like there's sort of character traits. It can be places of pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it can be skills that we have For that sure. God then uses, and it informs how we're used in the world. In the rest of the world, exactly. I think even like Peter, a contemporary of Paul, is another oh, yeah. example of this. You know, just moments before Jesus is about to be crucified, you have Peter very timid, almost cowardly, mm. you know, denying the person of Jesus. Yeah. But then just a few days later or a couple weeks later at the moment of Pentecost, yeah. Peter's boldly proclaiming the it's good true. news And of then the in between, he has that redemption, redemption moment with moment. Jesus. Yes. And the three reconciliations, yes. feed my sheep. Feed my and, sheep. And that's all a part of a narrative. It's all part of an narrative. It's a part of Jesus entering Peter's story, Peter's moment of pain, Peter's yeah. moment of failure, redeeming that. And now God is that using... That shapes then how he responds. How he's used in that's the book good. of Acts, for so sure. So how do you relate to this personally? I mean, we've sort of dug in there. A yeah. Or did you have more? No, no. I think this is great. I think okay. what might be one thing to just quickly add is that by the end of the story, yeah. big picture... The story ends with no more pain, suffering, mm. tears, and God brings healing and redemption to the whole world and yeah. to our own stories. That's good. And I just recognize that, that as difficult as life is, as we're talking about pain yeah. and all these difficulties, that God is in, the, in a process of bringing healing to really all of That's our good. stories. I think for me, this is really crucial, knowing the end, knowing how the story mm. does end big picture, and for me, myself, as a follower of Jesus, is really important because it helps me to then look back on my own story and how God has been at work, Hmm. even in those moments of pain and hardship and difficulty. And to, you know, there's a level where it's easy in a sense to look back Hmm. after a difficulty has passed. But sometimes I think we're just moving so fast throughout life that we don't take time to do that. We keep going. And we miss out on these profound reminders of God's faithfulness and generosity Hmm. and presence in these difficult moments that can ground us in the present and also give us hope for the future at the same time. Yeah, I was thinking just very practically of how experiences I had as a child mm. where I was like, can I trust people in power or who mm, have authority yeah. uh, have then shaped my adulthood For and sure. even my discipleship. So having conflict with authorities okay. uh, and not being able to trust and wondering if I can trust and how that actually like has kind of undermined some of my impact sure. and it's been stuff I've had to look at as I now come into a place of authority sure, yeah, yeah. and can wield that authority or power well yeah totally uh, and you see this connection in my story uh, one thing I often have people do mm-hmm. is this thing called a timeline yeah, exercise yes. I think it's in the notes uh, or on the yeah, PDF, PDF we have well, yeah, yeah. but uh, I'll often have people like get a you know a big piece of paper or something yeah, poster board or poster something board, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and uh maybe just write out 50 different post-its yeah. of their life no sure. order 
uh, and then have them organize it according to chapters. Yeah, uh, kind of like chronological order. Chronological. Yeah. Uh, there's details. Yeah, this totally. is the cliff note. Sure, yeah. uh, detailed uh, way to do it in the notes. But And then based on that, have chapter titles mm -hmm. for different seasons yes. of your life. Identify the place of pain. And then also, what was God teaching you? Yeah. Right. And then you can look at that and realize, oh, man. I'm not learning this lesson. For I keep sure. God's yes. still trying to teach me this every season. Or, man, some of these things I learned early on are now things God wants to use yes. in the ministry He has for me as right I go now, forward in the present. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really good. It reminds me of been thinking about Joshua chapter three and four yeah. as the the second generation enters into the promised land yeah. of leadership of Joshua, yeah, yeah. and they cross the Jordan River and they make it through. Yeah. And then there's this moment in Joshua chapter four where Israel is called to take these stones mm. as a way to remember yeah. and symbolize yeah. practically, like physically, build, visually, physically, build like a, memorial. a reminder, yeah, a memorial to remember yeah. God's faithfulness in this mm. moment, so that when future generations and them they themselves look back and see this, they can go, oh yes. This was a moment when God was faithful mm. in our story. So maybe one thing we could do practically is actually like take take a morning, a yes. Saturday morning, get some stones or something. Something, something tangible. Even the timeline exercise that you're yeah. talking about, it's a tangible way with the post-it notes yeah. or maybe it's a journal, yeah. like journaling yourself or a picture or something yeah. to physically to tangibly mark. to mark exactly and remind yourself of how God has been faithful in the past in your story. Yeah to help give grounding and hope in the present for you yeah. in whatever moment you might be facing right now. Yeah, I'm, you know, I think this is really good because what I've often noticed is people tend to think I should be okay. Mm. And then because of that, then they end up not looking back. Yeah. And dealing with pain. Yes. Dealing with issues that are following them generationally sure. or personally. Uh, or even the awesome things God has done, yeah. and they're forgetting. They're forgetting, totally. And I think that's one of the key things that you see throughout Scripture yeah. as far as how it connects to our story. There's an aspect of, I love that word, remember. Yeah. Remembering what God has done in the yeah. past, especially in those moments of difficulty and that's pain. Good. And to see maybe everything's not all buttoned up or all perfect now. And that's probably the case for a lot of us. Yeah, most of us. Yeah. But to recognize that in the moment, or in those moments, God is present and at work. And sometimes it's hard to see. Yeah. Um, and we're a part of a larger story, larger story in which we will be redeemed, redeemed and those broken pieces will be healed. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's super crucial. Thanks, so. man. Awesome.